Wake up, it's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and happy Wednesday. It is September 28th, 2022. I hope you guys are doing good. Um, y'all, fall is here. I don't know where you are in the world. If this is your first time watching, drop it in the comments. But I went outside today, y'all, and it was cold, okay? <laughs> but I'm so happy to be here with you guys. Good morning. Do not forget to load up the comments. Um, and if you are watching on uh, Instagram Live, join us live on YouTube. Uh, I wish I could put it in the comments, but I'm over here on YouTube. So you guys come on. I'm live actually on Instagram at the same time. But good morning, you guys. I hope you guys had a beautiful and blessed day. God has been so good. I want to say if there's anybody out there who is, man, struggling with their purpose or or in a, a, a season of transition where they are, they know God is calling them. They know that they are being called to do something great and they're and they're stuck. Keep going, keep praying, keep reading your word, get into a good church home, and things will be revealed to you. I promise you. Before we jump into our prayer, we are continuing A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. I don't have the cover with me. I left that upstairs. But if you guys want your own copy of A Purpose Driven Life, go to BrittanyTheHost.com and enter the free book giveaway so you can potentially win a book. I'll do a giveaway next week, uh, not this Friday, next Friday. So you can get your own copy. Or if you don't want to wait, go ahead and click the link down below. I highly, highly recommend all people of faith, of the Christian faith, need this book. Um, this book is definitely life-changing. It is not for the faint of hearts. It will get you together real quick. It will talk to you a little greasy, <laughs> but it is so necessary. And it has been transforming us here on Morning Motivation as well as my personal life. So I highly, highly, highly recommend it. A Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. Go check it out. But let's go ahead and say our morning prayer, get into our shout outs and deep dive in today's conversation, which is going to be we are y'all. We're almost done. Look, we're almost done with the book. We only got a couple chapters left uh, it is chapter 37, sharing your life's message. OK, we're going to share. We're going to talk about how you share your life's message as a testimony to other believers, not just other believers, but non-believers as well. So that you can walk in what God has called us to do as, as followers of Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's get ready for prayer. <clears throat> Go ahead and load up the comments. Let me know where you're watching from and this is your first time. And let's get started. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for waking us up again for another day and allowing us to fellowship through the Internet. I pray, Lord, that anything that is spoken today is strictly from you and that this this word, these words touch the hearts of all listening now and later. I pray that anybody that needs a revelation, that needs a seed planted, that is is in the midst of transformation and transforming that they give, they get a level of comfort today to know that they are not alone, to know that they do not have to be perfect in order to serve, to know that you are after their heart and their heart only. And that I pray, Lord, that our actions, our, our speech, everything is in alignment with what you have called us here to do and that we do the things that are pleasing in your sight. And your darlings, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, y'all, it's cold. I went outside today. I said, oh, it's that time. I don't like the cold personally. I'm not a cold. I'm a summer girl. I'm a summer baby. <sighs> we just go, but you know, we go through seasons. So I got, I thank God when it's cold because I enjoy when it's hot. <laughs> and, and Atlanta's been going through like really cold mornings, cold evenings, and hot days. So we're in that, in that um, transition right now. So I pray wherever you are 
that you're just enjoying the season, even if it's not your favorite. <laughs> bust out those winter coats, bust out those fall coats. Um, make sure you spray them down because I took my coat out the closet and it smelled like closet because I had been in there all year. <laughs> so uh, make sure you Febreze it or get, go take it to the clean or something before we start. Can't be all in church and in the street smelling like old closet. OK, we got to smell good. We are representatives of uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we can't be out there just like, what is that old smell? <laughs> I'm just joking. But let's get into the comments and load them up. Good morning, Ashley Rich Rising. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Nana. Happy hump day. Grand Rising Kiki. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Melanin Honey. Melanin Honey, I'm going to DM you. I, uh, I'm going to DM you, okay? Uh, good morning, Destiny. Good morning, She Amber. Good morning. Is it Corey? Good morning, Corey. This is the first time I've seen your name. Go ahead and load up the load up. Uh, this is the first time you're watching live. You guys, if you are on Instagram, come over to uh, YouTube. We are live on YouTube and the link is in my bio if you are watching on Instagram. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, such a lady. Good morning, KK Grand Rising Kings. Oh, I love that. KK said Grand Rising Kings and Queens, period. All in in between. Good morning, Nana. It's already freezing in the UK, 46 this morning. Yeah, it was like 50 something here. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's about to be fall <laughs> and then winter. Ooh. <laughs> um, good morning, happy housewife. She Amber says it's 48 where she lives. Oh my goodness. Brandy said, oh, and um, Nana, happy afternoon. I know that you're watching from the UK. Happy afternoon. Um <laughs> Corey, I love the fall, winter, bugs, enjoy me, <laughs> summertime. Corey said, look, y'all can have a summer, okay? The bugs ain't for her. I understand that for sure. Destiny said, yes, it's Ugg season. Y'all, my Uggs need to be updated, okay? My Uggs is leaning. You seen that meme where it's like, yo, Uggs, we just leaning. I need some new, I need to update my Uggs. So make sure if you guys got it, if God has blessed you with abundance, go ahead and update those Uggs. This is your sign now. If you've had your Uggs more than three years, it's your sign now to go ahead and purchase some new ones. Good morning, Percy. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, May. Oh, Corey said, this is my second time live. I can't remember how I found you, but I definitely plan on putting you in my morning routine, period. <laughs> thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. Yes, and thank you guys for allowing me to be a part of your morning routine. If you guys do not know, we go live each and every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, so join us live on YouTube. You guys, give me a second and add, let me actually put that in the chat so that, oh, sorry, y'all, so that my people on here join us live on YouTube. Um, link in bio. Sorry, y'all. Let me just let my, let me let the folks know on uh, Instagram where they can get us live so they can really be a part of the conversation. Because right now they have like a bird's eye view, but they're not a part of the conversation. So if you want to come join us live, join us live here on YouTube. Good morning, Riri. How you doing? <laughs> Such a la <laughs> Y'all laughing at me. Brandy said, not the Uggs leaning. <laughs> See, May talking about her. See, thank you, May. Thank you, May. Because they acting, they acting like this because we, we God feel that we don't be having them old Uggs. Okay. <laughs> May said her Uggs is leaning too. <laughs> Oh, such a lady said yes update those uggs please 
<laughs> y'all not gonna be cracking up my Uggs like y'all like y'all ain't y'all like y'all Uggs ain't old. Y'all, there was this one time I had like, and I'm sorry we're getting off topic before we get into it. I gotta share this story with y'all. I was dating this guy and I had I didn't even have the real Uggs. Um well, you gotta get out of LA. You gotta come come to the south and, and move because then it'll get colder. <laughs> Um, but I was dating this guy and I had that when I say, and I didn't even, these weren't even Uggs. Let me just say, I had these boots. They looked like Uggs. They were Ugg-esque, right? They were, uh, definitely, um, what is it called when they are, um, when they look like Uggs, not a, it was like a dupe, right? They were a dupe of Uggs. And when I say I had those for over 10 years and I was so proud of them, y'all, they had turned colors. They was leaning. They had lean, they had been linked. Like they was Lean was was it was past the lean, right? And 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 they were just bad, but I loved them so much, and I didn't even realize how much cushion had been gone. I just always wore them. He looked at them and he was like, "Nah, I got to get you some more." And he bought me some for my for Christmas, which are the ones I still have. So it's time for me to update my Uggs, okay? Because I've had those for about three years now since I lived in San Antonio. So it's time for me to update my Uggs. So this is your sign, my people. My ladies, let's not go another winter with our Uggs leaning. Okay, we can't, we can't, we can't do that for us. I bought. She Empress says my Uggs I bought in 2019. 20, mine still look brand new. I have to clean them. I have the cleaning kit. Well, if they still look good, go ahead, girl. I know mine ain't because I wear mine all the time. They were the, <laughs> they were the bear claw. They were the, no, I don't even, no, 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 no. They, I had the bear claws before. They weren't the bear claws. These were, um, I had got these and we all off subject, y'all. I'm so sorry for the people that are here for morning motivation and those listening on the podcast. I apologize, but no, they were not the bear claw brand. They were, uh, either wet seal or Charlotte Rouge. So, you know, the quality just was not there. Okay. <laughs> Nana said, I was thinking, Brittany, if we don't have a topic one day, we could all let you know how we discovered your channel and which season we're in in our life. Let me know. You know what, you guys, anytime you guys want to share anything in the comments, go ahead and leave them below. Um, it is okay to like interrupt. It is okay to like have a question. I always will have a topic for you guys because I do research. I didn't always, but I do research. I do read my word and everything beforehand now. But if you guys ever like want to speak or put anything in the comments, I don't care if you guys are promoting your business. I don't care if you guys need a prayer. I don't care if whatever you need or whatever you want to talk about, whatever your questions are, please always feel free to put them in the comments uh, and, and put it in the live stream. I, I will be willing to. So whatever you guys want. And some days, you know, I won't like maybe. um on a Friday. Sometimes we do freestyle Fridays, but yeah, totally fine. Nah, nah, that's whatever you guys want to do. I'm here to serve y'all. Good morning. All right. So I didn't spend, I just spent 14 minutes talking about Uggs. I do apologize to my podcast listeners. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause if you guys do not know, if you are joining us on Instagram, come uh, join us on YouTube, be a part of the conversation as well as listen to the podcast. Um, no, absolutely. Whatever you guys are going through, do not let, it's not all, it's not about me. I'm here to serve y'all. I'm here to be a vessel. Um, so if you guys, it doesn't matter if it's off topic. It doesn't matter if you guys have a question, whatever it is. I have my Bible here. And and I, if I don't know everything, we'll Google it. If I don't know the answer, we'll find it. And, and a lot of us are very well versed with Bible verses and all that. So whatever we don't know, we can work together and figure it out. Um, 
So let's jump into it. Okay. It's not it's been enough time talking about Uggs. But if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, go ahead and put in the live chat. And sometimes I see your comments afterwards. So if you guys ever have a question, uh, put it in the comments below after and I will answer it to the best of my ability. And if not, I will point you in the right direction. Okay. So the chapter 37 is about sharing your life's message. Excuse me. Those who believe in the son of God have the testimony of God in them. One John five and 10. And again, we are reading out of a purpose driven life by Rick Warren. Oh, thank you so much, Trent. I appreciate that. Your lives are echoing the master's word. The news of your faith in God is out. We don't have to say anything anymore. You're the message. So what this passage is talking about, what this chapter is talking about is, look, God don't expect you to be perfect to share your testimony and your story. And this was on my heart this morning while I was preparing for morning motivation is some of y'all feel like you are called to either ministry, to teach, to do something similar that I'm doing. Because all I'm doing, to be honest with y'all, I'm a woman after God's own heart and I'm on the internet talking about God every morning. That's literally, I'm reading, I'm studying my word and I'm just, um, I'm just talking about it. Some people might call that preaching. And what my pastor or my apostle said, he said, preaching is just the first step of, of ministry. He said, basically, all you're doing is talking about the greatness of God. So somebody, some people might categorize that as preaching. I categorize it as teaching or just sharing. Um, but some of you want to do it or you feel like you're called to, but you feel like you have too much shame or it feels like you, you feel like you're too broken or you're too burdened or you're not this, you feel like you have to be this extremely transformed vessel to share the good news of God or to, or to talk about what you've been through or whatever. I'm here to tell you today, God does not expect you to be perfect or want you to be this, oh, I've transformed and now I'm this regal person that can talk about God. Like he don't expect that. He wants you with your slang, how you say it, with your accent, with your voice, whatever you have right now is the perfect time. Uh, you don't need the perfect equipment. You don't need the, a stage. You don't need a microphone. You don't need anything. You can be to your friends, to your people. You can start your own. If you are called or you feel like you are inclined to do this, if God is pulling you towards any type of ministry, any type of service, any type of, even if it's just sharing your testimony or your story through a podcast, a live stream or whatever, this is your sign. God wants you to do it now. It says God has given you life's message to share. That is why you went through everything that you went through. That is why he put you through those trials and tribulations. I was reading first Timothy, right? Because one thing I've been struggling with, and I'm just going to be very transparent and have a transparent with, moment with you guys. One thing that I've been struggling with recently is, you know, sometimes I would get on the internet and say things that were contradictory to the word because I either didn't believe or I had church hurt or I was just like, well, God, how is this when this is, it, it, it's contradictory or whatever. And what the Bible says, it's like blasphemy of God. And it talks about how people can, can speak with such confidence and, and say things that are out of turn. And I appreciate those who, who either slid in my DM or who messaged me with kind words and was like, Hey Britt, you know, I know what you mean and I know your heart, but uh, that ain't cool. So I appreciate anybody that's ever done that. So thank you. But I kind of felt like inadequate, like, oh, in the past, I've said things that weren't in alignment or I've done things that just aren't in alignment of what God has for my life. And, and I felt bad about that. Like maybe I misled some folks or maybe I said stuff or spoke out of turn and I would just like pray for God's forgiveness. And, and I pray that anything that I said wasn't rooted and, and made people do wrong. Right. And when I was reading first Timothy was confirmation. And one thing that he said was, um, he said, 
Okay, so it's it's Timothy six and uh, what is this? Timothy six and three it says some people may contradict our teaching, but these are these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ, and these teachings promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different in arrogance or lack of understanding, that's exactly what I had, right? Such person has an unhealthy desire and a quibble to over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending, ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicion. These people also always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, showing a, a show of godliness is such a way is becoming is becoming wealthy. Like some people just do it because they feel like if I do it and I teach God that God's going to bless me, and he's going to be wealthy. And a part of my heart, I'm not going to lie to y'all, was doing that. And it was really out of lack of understanding. It was lack of not being in alignment. It was lack of not being in the word. But it says, uh, after all, we brought nothing with us and came with us into the, oh, that's not what I wanted to read. <laughs> um, Hold on. But it says, okay, so here, so Timothy 1 and 15 says, this is a trustworthy saying and anyone and everyone should accept Christ Jesus came into the world and saved us from our sins. And I am the worst of them all. So in this passage, Timothy was right where I was. Like, I've done things that weren't in alignment. I've said things that weren't in alignment. I've got here and and, and preached things that weren't in alignment. Not, not intentionally. My heart was good. My heart meant well. I meant well in those moments. But I did speak out of turn, especially now growing in my faith and learning and all these things. I was like, dang, Britt, you, you were wrong, right? But what what this what this passage gave me was it says, but God had mercy on me so that Jesus Christ could use me as a prime example of his great patience, even in my even in the worst sinners. So no matter what you've done, you can always turn it around. As long as you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Savior, you repent, you ask for forgiveness. And it's not just repentance with saying like, oh, God, forgive me for our sin, like really repent and really take it into your heart and really have sincerity. It says, then others will realize they can too. And, um, and can believers in him and receive eternal life, all honor and glory to God forever and ever. He is an eternal King and the unseen ones who never dies. And he, he alone is God. Amen. And this, this, this passage, anybody struggling with it, read first Timothy. There's a lot of correction. There's instructions on worship. There's instructions on how we should move and operate, especially as people and Christians. However, one thing that first Timothy gave me was solace to know that maybe God put me through that in order for y'all to see that, hey, I wasn't right at one point. I made mistakes at one point. I didn't get it right all the time, but God is still using me and he shaped me and he's molding me in order to do right, in order to be on the right path, to know that you do not have to be perfect, that you don't have to get it right all the time, that God will, as long as you continue to be on the path, your heart is pure, you repent, you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you keep reading your word and you get in church and whatever you have to do, God will continue to mold you like clay so that people can see like, hey, you don't have to be a perfect vessel. In order to share, in order to be be God's chosen people, in order to to continue to live in the word. And it says God has given you a life message to share. When you become a believer, you also become God's messenger. It is our responsibilities as we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, as we walk with God and as we continue on our journey, that whatever he has brought us from through and to that we are now messengers. 
right? Yesterday, we talked about being held to a different standard because we are leaders, because we are, you know, no different from a CEO. Our standards are different. But it says God wants us to speak to the world through you. God wants to speak to the world through you. Paul says we we speak the truth before God as messengers of God. You may feel like you don't have anything to share, but that's the devil trying to keep you silent. All of those negative thoughts, all of those things that creep in, especially when you have um, especially when you have a, a good message to share, something will come into your brain and will be like, you, you ain't supposed to say that. You ain't you ain't qualified to say that you don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes that's the devil trying to silence you. And it says you have a storehouse of experience. You don't have to have all the right words. You don't have to have all the right scriptures or the scriptures memorized or or know everything to share what God has done for you, what he's brought you out of, what he's what he's uh, elevated you to. Even if you're down in the dumps and you come out of it, whatever the case may be, it says God wants to use God wants to use, uh, use to bring others into his family. The Bible says those who believe in the son of God have the testimony of God in them. If you are, if you're a believer, you have testimonies of life. Um, let me see. Corey says, that's awesome. Brittany, thank you for being very open into here. Absolutely. I can't, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I've been a hypocrite and I'm not, I'm, I'm work. God is working on me. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not done yet. I still got a lot to do. Don't think that God changed me and I don't still have my struggles. I still don't have the things that I'm fighting with and, and going through behind the scenes. Absolutely. We all do. But I share that to let you guys know that it is a part of the process. It's normal. And don't think that you have to be this perfect being in order to share my preacher or my apostle told us like gone are the days where only the word of God comes from the pulpit. God is calling all of his children and all of his people to go out in the world like arrows and touch, touch and speak and spread and let people know who God is, that God is real. God is alive, that they can still accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior. If they, if, it, if it's called on their heart and to move forward, it's not our job to argue. It's not our job to, uh, the book talks about, in the courthouse, uh, it talks about God. Jesus calls us to be witnesses for him, right? In the courthouse, when a witness goes on stage, the witness isn't, it's not the witness's job to be like, that person did it. And, and all the witnesses, therefore, is to just tell their testimony and tell their side of the story or tell their account of what happened. We're not there to to, 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 to argue with people or to be online having mindless debates. And the Bible talks about that a lot. It's having mindless debates with people. I had to stop doing that too. Like, why are you spending your time and energy in that area when you need to be spending your time and energy in these areas, right? But God, Jesus ain't asking us to be, we're not supposed to be fighting people. You know, God gives us all free will. All our jobs are as people is to just tell God, tell people how God has been good to us. Okay. And what God has done and be a living example and why we walk around and being, we're being examples. And, 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 uh, what did the book call us the other day? Um, we're supposed to be, uh, representatives of Jesus Christ. That's it. That's all we're called to do, to tell people about God, to to fellowship with like minded believers, to be in the world with non-believers so that we can be representatives of Jesus Christ. So if anybody's going through something, they could be like, you know what? I like how Nana operates in the world. I like how Shador operates in the world. I love how Kelsey operates in the world. You know, she says she's a follower. 
man, maybe I should try Jesus out. Maybe I should try maybe going to church or maybe I should try God because I see what it's doing for that person. I remember where they used to be. And that's the thing that's so great about a testimony is allow your testimony to speak volumes. Allow your message to speak for you before you speak for yourself. Because God will use what you've been through and let people see that as an example of how God transformed you and has changed you and he's living and speaking through you. Okay. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey. Have a great day as well, my love. This is the Bible says, uh, choose who believes in the son of God. Oh, excuse me. Those who believe in the son of God have the testimony of God in them. It says your message has four parts to it. Okay. So anytime where we're messengers and we're called that we have four parts to our message. So the first part of the message is your testimony, the story of how you began a relationship with Jesus. So how let people know how you, how you got this relationship. Heck, let people know your struggles with the relationship, right? I definitely have had them, but I remember my first encounter with Jesus Christ when I was like nine or 10 years old at church with my grandma. That's why I always try to encourage you guys to get the kids in the church. Let kids see what praise and worship is all about. See, let kids see you getting laid hands on. Let people, let your kids see you when you're shouting and, and get them used to praise and worship and let them see you being in the church. And they might not get it as kids, but you never know what seeds are being planted. And the Bible tells us, grow the kids up in the church. And, I, and I'm paraphrasing this. But let the kids grow up and, and plant those seeds so that when they if even if they stray in their teenagers and their 20s, like most of us do, that they'll come back. If it wasn't for the seeds planted in me at a, as a little girl through my grandmother and going to church and and being uh, in a sanctified, holy, you know, filled space, I wouldn't be probably sitting before you as the woman I am now because I had those seeds then. You know what I mean? So it says your testimony, the story of how you began your relationship with Jesus. Then the second is your life's lessons, the most important lessons God has taught you. What has God ta taught you? What has God brought you through? God has shown me. He has patience. God has patience. He will wait. He will sit and wait. And when he knows that there's something, when you are called for something special on your life, and I believe we all have it. It's just if we choose to answer the call or not. Right. But God has patience. Shins. He will wait. He'd be like, all right, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you dabble. But you know what time it is when I call you. <laughs> God will be like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm patient. God's time is not our time. We be wanting stuff like popcorn, right? We like God, I've been doing this business for a year. I need you to show up. Where's my millions? God's like. A year, that's nothing for me. Two years, five years, 10 years, 30 years. Uh, it took uh, Jesus 30 years to start his ministry. 30. God is patient. God is patient. God is patient, y'all. It took uh, it took the, the Israelite, or excuse me, the people of Israel 30 years to realize Saul was not their king. Well, it took people 30 years to Jesus will put people in, 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 in situations for years. You know, the reason why it took you years to get out of that relationship is because God is a patient God and he knows that he has to work on you. Y'all, he doesn't have a God. God is God is God is patient. That's what he's taught me. And uh, the, the third thing that God will show you is your glory, uh, 
your godly passions is something, another thing that you're supposed to express the issues that God has shaped you to care about the most. What, what has God, uh, called on your heart to care about the most? That is something else that is a part of your testimony. What do you care about the most? And that's important. Remember we talked about in earlier chapters, uh, that, that they're the reason why you're interested in certain things, whether it be entertainment, whether it be music, whether it be books or whether it be poetry, whatever, because you're supposed to use those things as a part of your ministry, possibly, or part of the way that you serve. So in what ways um, and what issues and things do you care about most? Is it women's rights? Is it is it uh, criminal reform? Is it the church? Like what part of your life do you care about most? And that is something that is imperative is a part of your your living message. Right. And so the the. the Fifth one, is it four? Yeah, it's four. <laughs> the fourth one is the good news, the message of salvation. So we are supposed to and be called to talk about uh, how Jesus died for our sins and how he came back. And all we're supposed to do is spread the word. We're not, we're not supposed to convert folks. That's for the converters. We're not supposed to do anything but tell Jesus people about God and Jesus Christ and what they have done for our lives. And like Jesus never went out and was fighting nobody. Jesus went around just spreading the word. That's all he did create, you know, miracles, casting out devils and spreading the word. You ain't never once hear God, uh, Jesus arguing with nobody. Jesus didn't even argue with the devil. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Like, <laughs> I don't got time. <laughs> Jesus did not argue with now person. It ain't our job to argue and tell people. Now, all we supposed to do is tell our testimony and, and pray that they are led. That's it. That's That's what we are called to do. We are not supposed to be up here fighting and, and telling people, no, your, your religion is wrong. No, that is not our job. Our job is just a, to be a, a walking representative, tell people about the goodness of God, pray for them and keep it moving because God gives us all free will. Okay. Uh, Bryson says, hey, Bryson, that I agree. The blessing isn't on your time it is in the most high God's time. Y'all, God is patient. You might think, that you you still waiting on your husband or, or waiting on the baby or waiting on uh, the money, the blessings, whatever. God is like, you know what? I got some stuff I'm working on. Just just. I've been around for a long time. Your little your little five years, <laughs> your little 10 years, your little 30 years you've been on like just a little youngin. <laughs> God be like, have a seat. You, you all right. You calm down. I got you. I got you. You good. You right here with me. I got you. So never feel like God is, God's delay is a no. Sometimes it's just not not yet. It's, it's always a not yet. So we talked about uh, says Peter tells us that we are have we were chosen by God to do His work and to speak out for Him to tell others of the night and the and day difference He has made for you. So all we're supposed to do is tell people how He changed our lives, how I used to be this, and I'm and now I'm this. And a lot of people don't want to tell people what they've been through because they feel like you know, people are going to use it against them or they're going to judge them. At the end of the day, it ain't, it, oh, well, people going to have a lot to say about a lot. They had a lot to say about Jesus and all Jesus was doing is trying to tell people about the goodness of God and they judged him. So it's just like, whose judgment do you care about most? Do you care about people's judgment or do you care about God's judgment? Because if we don't tell people, we are called to be messengers. If we don't tell people, God going to get up there. Remember, I told you about that spiritual iPad. I don't want him looking over his glasses and being like, 
Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Stay, stay there, Bryson. Why uh in 2022 I brought you out of it, but you ain't you ain't you ain't tell nobody what happened. <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. So we are called to to be uh witnesses and just tell people how God has changed our lives. And it says he wants you to share your story with others. Your story is powerful, whatever you've been through. And and I want to tell you all too. It's, it's, I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And some stuff we done, it was shameful, right? We like, ooh, child, I don't need nobody to know that. And we ain't supposed to tell everybody our business. Now, let me keep that. Some stuff is just between you and God. Some stuff is just between you and God. Or you can give them like the cliff notes version, like the 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 the, the, the summary. Like I listen to these summaries on YouTube about books because um, sometimes I just need the meat. I don't need to know what the, with sometimes I just give me the meat and potatoes. That's what we call in the military. I just need the meat and potatoes. I don't need the long drawn out version of your story. Uh, some people, <laughs> one thing about me, y'all, I cannot stand small talk. Like when people go, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? And I, and I go through the motions because it's being polite and that's just being courteous. And I do it to others because I feel like you're supposed to, but sometimes I just be one get to the point. You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what do, what do you want? <laughs> Or, you know, like when a little kid comes to you and God is still working on my heart, y'all. But, you know, when a little kid comes to you and they're like, um, uh, I got to. Um, so it, it when I went down to and, and, and we went and you'd be like, child, just what 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 is the point? <laughs> Sometimes we just want the point. And I forgot where I was going with this. I'm sorry, y'all. But uh. God, just sometimes you could just breeze over and give the cliff notes version. You don't have to get into the depths and be like, well, I was in the bed and I was smoking. You ain't got to tell everybody all your business. You know, sometimes just God brought me out of a dark place. You could say that or you could say, uh, God, God removed me from sin. <laughs> you ain't got to tell him all your business. You don't got to do every single detail. But it, we are called to 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 just. Tell, share our testimonies and, 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 and get to and get to it. It says personal stories are also easier to relate to than principles and people love to hear them. It says they capture our attention and we remember them longer. Unbelievers will probably lose interest if you start quoting theology and just quoting scriptures. So we're not, you know, God don't expect us to be saved and, and, and tell the word and just go around with our Bibles like in Timothy five and six and the it's like, no, just tell your story. Just tell your story. It's cool. Like you could just be like, child, let me tell you what God then brought me out of. You don't need no scriptures. You don't need a sermon or a speech or nothing prepared. Just just tell people what God has brought you through. Yeah, kids be all day. Um, and then when when my mom went to and and um and you'd be like, baby, get to the point. <laughs> I'd be like, child, yeah, yes, yeah. And you got to, and you know what? It's, it, you can't break their spirit. You have to be patient. And I feel like in those times, God is just testing our patience. So I just be sitting there just, uh-huh. And, and wh what happened? Okay. 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 Thank you. Oh, oh, okay. You got some more. So you just got to be patient with children. God is patient with us. We got to be patient with children. But sometimes in the back of your mind, you'd be like, child, what do you, what's the point of the story? <laughs> All right. It says another value of your testimony is that it bypasses intellectual defenses. Many people won't accept the authority of the Bible, but will listen to a humble personal story. So we're not supposed to get saved and be all high and mighty and be like, this is what God brought me through. And this is what we supposed to do. And 
No, it says many people won't accept the authority of the Bible, but will listen to a humble personal story. It's okay to just be humble and just be like, hey, look, this is what I've been through. This is what I'm going through. And we're almost done, y'all. But this is what this is what God has brought me out of. It says the Bible says, be ready at all times to answer anyone who asks you to explain the hope you have, the hope you have in you, but do it with gentleness and respect. You know, we're not supposed to go out here judging each other or maybe somebody isn't at the space in time where you are in your walk. You know, it's not always um, everybody comes to God at their own time. Everybody, God calls people at their own time. So we're supposed to go out there with gentleness and respect and and respect each other. And sometimes it ain't our, and ain't our job to tell people what they supposed to do. You know, sometimes I see stuff, I don't agree with it. Unless you were, and I feel like those, you save those moments for personal relationships. You know what I mean? You save those, those things for personal and it, and, and it's not even to condemn. Maybe it's, it's to hold your friends accountable or it's to just say, Hey, when I went through this, this is what happened to me and let them choose where they want. And you just pray for them. Prayer does more behind the scenes than sometimes, you know, us telling each other about ourselves will ever do. Okay. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody's journey is different. You come up, come over on YouTube and be a part of the conversation so I can really, really see. But you can stay there if you want to, but you can be a part of the conversation over here. Um, I would love to, I would love, we would love to have you and be a part of the morning motivators. But you know, we gotta, we gotta do it with respect and gentleness. And if people don't want to hear it, okay, God bless you. That's we've done our part. Sometimes we, we got to meet, you meet people halfway by just doing your part and you throw up your head like that. It's not our job to be going around with holy oil and rebuking and doing that. Ain't, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't it. Stay in our lane. You got to stay in your lane. That ain't it. <laughs> um, but it, it, the, the book talks about us memorizing our testimonies by dividing it into four parts. What is my life? What was my life before I met Jesus? I was so young. I don't even rem I was just a kid. So you know, there we go. How did I realize I needed Jesus when I couldn't do it myself, when I didn't have enough strength? There's been many times in my life where I've called on Jesus's name or I've seen people rebuke things in the name of Jesus. I've called Jesus for protection. I've prayed and things and miracles have happened. And for me, a miracle is just simply keeping me safe. Y'all, I spent two years in New York by myself and I put myself in compromising situations, either being overly drunk in a club or falling asleep on a subway at 2 a.m. in the morning with Louis Vuitton bags and, and things where I could have been robbed. I could have been snatched up coming home with club dresses on and nothing with nothing but a coat. You know what I mean? I put myself in compromising situations and God and Jesus have really protected me, like seriously protected me. Sometimes I look back at the things I've done and I was like, how in the world did I survive that? Or the times where I've driven you know, when you ain't supposed to be driving, you know what I mean? So I've just really, Jesus and God have really, really kept me. And to me, those are miracles because I probably shouldn't be here. I probably shouldn't be in one piece. You know what I mean? Like, how did you protect me through all of that? And it was nothing but being covered by the blood. I promise y'all. It says, uh, how I commit my life to Jesus. What are you doing? You're supposed to share people how you commit to Jesus and how you, uh, you know, how he's been transforming your life and, and showing them and not even just telling people, but with your actions, because actions speak louder than words, because you could say a whole lot. It's a whole lot of people that say a whole lot. 
And then people don't care about what you say. They care about what they see and what they do. And it's not your job to broadcast everything. You know, it ain't you ain't got to be a vlogger and, and show people how you pray and how you do. There's so much behind the scenes that nobody knows about. I don't feel called at this point in my life. That's why I've stopped vlogging. That's why I've stopped doing. I don't feel for me. I'm not talking about nobody else. For me, there are certain things that I feel like God will work on you behind the scenes alone by yourself that you don't have to show and tell everybody and do some stuff is just for you. And then you just, you could tell people, but it's through your actions. It's through how God has changed you and shift you and sifted you. Yesterday, we talked about sifting. When you sift something, for those of you who didn't hear the message yesterday, when you put flour, some recipes are called for you to sift, right? Uh, and with sifting is like a sifter. It's like a, a cylinder type of half cylinder. And you put the flour in and you shake it and removes all the particles and it makes the, the the flour on the other side a lot softer. So some recipes call for sifting. And I believe that God in certain part, parts of your life will sift you. He'll remove the things that no longer serve you and, and, will, and you'll come out softer and pure and all of those things. Um, but sometimes those happen behind the scenes. It doesn't always have to be broadcasted or, or told. And if people do that, that's their business. That's That might be what God has called them to do. So we got to mind our business and, and mind our judgments and just pray. And I do want to say this. Anytime we, we feel called to judge as Christians, or we may look at somebody like, oh, why are they doing that? Or they shouldn't be doing. Stop yourself. Rebuke it because that's the that ain't what God Jesus called us to do. Rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And you pray for them. God, I pray that you you give them the revelation you gave me in Jesus name and you move on. That is not your business to be, you know, unless you were unless you feel convicted to do it in a way that is respectful and gentle, because some people have done it for me and I and I really do appreciate it. But every such you got to discern in your heart, every situation ain't for you to do that. Right. And you got to know if that person is even going to be willing to accept it. So if you don't feel like you're in that space or that's the stage that they're in in their lives, you pray for them. You rebuke your judgment because, you know, he who cast the first stone. Right. And you keep it moving. You know, we it ain't our job to go around and telling people, mm, why you wearing that with you? You ain't supposed to be doing that when you ain't supposed to. You ain't supposed to be doing that on the Internet. Child. God be like, sit, sit down. Because <laughs> God will humble you real quick. OK. It said you should make a list of all your problem circumstances and crises that God has brought you through. Then be sensitive to be sensitive and use the story that you, that your unbeliever, uh, the, your unbelieving friend will relate best. Your unbelieving friend will relate best. Different situation call for different testimonies. OK, says your life message includes your life lessons. The second part of your message is the truth that God has taught you from experiences with him. These lessons are insights that you have learned about God, relationships, problems, temptations, and other and other aspects of life. David prayed, God, teach me the lessons for, for living so that I can stay the course. When you pray for strength, God is going to test you for that strength. You praying for that relationship, don't think when you get it, it's going to be all rainbows and sunshine. You're going to have to go through something. It's always something, but it's a part of your testimony. It says uh, of the Israelites, the Bible says over and over I've rescued them, but they have never learned until finally their sins destroyed them. Do not allow your lessons to destroy you because God will knock you on the head a couple of times. First, first, <laughs> what happens is it's first a tap. 
you know, like when you're a kid, you know, I always I always bring God into a more human form. Right. You know, when you're a child and you're acting up in the store and your mama give you that first look, that's your first warning. So sometimes it's a tap like, hey, stop. Or, ah. <laughs> you know, when you get ah. I'll do that to Zara. I'd be like, ah, OK, stop it. That's the first warning. So God will like tap you a little bit and you be like, OK, like whatever. <laughs> and then you still keep acting up. And then your mama grab you and she like, look, I don't already told you you need to calm down. And I feel like God will sometimes grab you and be like, all right, you getting too big for your britches. I'm so country, y'all. I'm so country, child. Lord have mercy. <laughs> You're too big for your britches. For those of you who don't know what britches are, those are those are pants. You're getting too big. You know, when they say that you, who wears the pants, you're getting too big for the pant. Uh, your pants are too big. I know you're getting too big for your pants. You're outgrowing your pants. You're getting too big for your britches. Calm down. Sat down somewhere. And 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 we don't listen. We still want to do what we want to do. And then you get knocked upside your head. You don't want to get that far. I've always used to pray. If you're not there yet, I will give you guys a prayer. And Lord, forgive me because I know I don't know if this is what I'm supposed to say. But make sure that if you're not there yet, make sure you pray that you don't go too far left, too far right. That's the prayer I used to do. I'd be like, God, I know I'm out here doing, you know, but don't let me go too far left, too far right. Make sure I'm always in your eyesight. You know, when you're a kid and your mom, like, don't don't go too far that I can't see you. So I'd be like, God, I'm, I'm over here. Don't let me get out of your eyesight because I never wanted to go too far where Satan can snatch me up and I'm gone. Because just like here, it says over and over, I rescued them, but they never learned until finally sins destroyed them. There, my, my apostle said there does come a point in time where God will give up. God knows like you're too far gone. There's nothing I can do with you. So I'm just going to keep moving on and touch the people. And it's, and it's times in the Bible where God has expressed that, you know, we were talking about, I was talking about yesterday, uh, Isaiah one and through five, please read Isaiah one through five to all my believers, because I really believe just like God was talking to Judah that's how I feel about America. I'm so, and I can't speak for other countries. I don't know what's going on in other countries, but Isaiah one through five sounds like America. God does give up on some folks because it's like, y'all are so far gone. Y'all have dismissed me so much. Y'all are just doing whatever y'all want to do, turning, turning the world upside down, making evil, good and good evil. And we see that all the time. So I always pray, God, don't let me go too far left, too far right. Keep me in your sight because I don't want the devil to snatch me and I'm and I and I'm out of your sight and I'm done. Never wanted to uh never wanted to get that far. Uh got the title of the book. Oh, uh, this is uh, a purpose-driven life by Rick Warren. Yes, and it's down, uh, it's down in the description box if you guys don't have your own copy or if you want to order your own copy. And then also, if you want to enter into a free to get a free copy, I do a free book giveaway every other Friday and you can go to BrittanyTheHost.com. A pop up will come up and you can enter to enter to win your your copy of A Purpose Driven Life. But I highly recommend it's in the description box below. I highly recommend everybody get a copy because this book is powerful, but it ain't. I'm telling y'all, sometimes you ain't ready. When I first opened this book, I was like, "Ooh, child, because it tells you the first chapter is it's not about you. And we live in a society uh, where it's always us, 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 you know, do you 
uh, do what you want to do. Do do what God told you. Like it's a lot of misrepresentation. And when you read this book, you learn how we're being taught a lot of false doctrine. And what I mean by that is it's not about us. It's not about individuality. It's about doing things that please God. It's about service. It's about each other. It's about church. It's about family. It's about if you are a believer of Jesus Christ, we are not called to be individuals. We are called to be one body. We're called to help each other, to fellowship together, to 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 speak the word. So everything that we're being shown on social media is the exact opposite. So be prepared because this book, this book get real, look real greasy. <laughs> it get real greasy, uh, but in a good way, in the best way. So I highly recommend it, especially to all believers. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, some people need space to allow God to work for them. You know what I mean? Everybody comes there at their own time. So it's not our it's not our job to judge or to tell somebody you doing that wrong. That ain't what God called us to do. He called us to be a witness, tell people what God has done for us and pray for them. That is it. Um, Percy says. Um, Percy says, I don't like when people say God told me to tell you, then I tell them, why didn't God tell me first now? Okay. I like that. Let's talk about that real quick. Now there are two, there are, there are two different types. There are prophets or people that do get prophetic words at times. I believe I do get words from God, right? Um, cause I will be with people. And I have no clue what they're dealing with. I have no clue who they are, what they're going through. And I will hear, tell them. And I'd be like, no, nah, God, I ain't going to say that. And I'll hear God say, no, tell them this. Right. But it's always positive. If you hear a word and it's it's negative, I don't believe it's from God. Like if somebody tells you you're going to go to hell because blah, blah, that ain't that ain't how God talks to you. God will say something in the midst of like. I was told to tell you that everything is going to be okay or let go of what you've been battling with, or it'll be a word of encouragement that will give you confirmation of whatever you're dealing with in that moment or whatever you're battling with. Like maybe you're battling with addiction. Maybe you'll get a word of like, God told me to tell you that it's going to be okay or to let it go, or it's okay that that relationship ended, or it will be a positive thing. That's, that's what, that's when maybe, and if it, and it convicts you, if it touches your heart, and it aligns with whatever you're going through in the moment, that's something positive. I would accept that. If it's like God told me to tell you and it's negative or God told me you were my husband. I, don't, I ain't hear that from God. Maybe and always pray because the Bible talks about false teachers and false doctrine, too. So you pray about it and let it discern you. But that's how you know the difference. If God, if people speak into your life and it's a and it's a revelation if it's a conviction in a positive way and it's a, a words of encouragement, that's from God because God won't speak from my personal experience. God will not speak to you and be like, Percy, God told me to tell you to get your life together. It doesn't that ain't God. You know, it was godly and, and Jesus like about that. I, I don't know. That's not to me. It would be like God told me to tell you whatever you're dealing with. Let, let, let it let it fall on him. That's that's more. you see the difference between the judgment because. God didn't tell us to judge. God, we have one judge. You know what I mean? We have one. So God isn't going to tell anybody to tell you anything in a negative way or to judge you. That ain't that ain't God. That's ego. That may be the devil. We don't know. We're going to rebuke that. But if it's encouraging, that's that's a whole different thing. But sometimes God will 
Sometimes God will speak to other people through that's just how he operates sometimes he'll speak. But it's not even just people. Sometimes he'll speak to you through songs. Sometimes he'll speak through you through other messages. Sometimes I'll watch uh, the Potter's House or Sarah Jakes or, or, or other sermons that happened a year ago. And it speaks to my life right now. So sometimes you'll get a message that was preached two, three, five, eight, ten years ago that is going to penetrate you now. So. There is different. Uh, there is a little difference. Um, uh, let's see. I hardly win anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you if you become a avid listener, the VH channel and you are here and you are part of the conversation, the more you increase your chances of winning. Everybody in the chat that has won a book, let them know you have won a book. Let VH channel know that it is real. It is a real giveaway. Uh, I don't, you know, uh, send y'all a whole bunch of spam. I don't even really use my email list the way I should, uh, to be honest with you. I just want to connect with the people who, who, who love God and who, you know, who support my channel. So, um, uh, she Amber says, right. Like if it's negative or something is not right, it is not from God. A hundred percent. Like if you hear something and you be like, what? That ain't God. That's the difference. You you discern in your spirit. But if it's something uplifting, if it's something that uh that that is positive, that is from God. All right, you guys, we're about to wrap it up real quick. Please let me know. Thank you. Smash the like button. Yes, make sure you guys hit the subscribe channel. Um, and uh, yeah, leave if you guys have any questions because I have a little time today. I don't have to scurry off to work. So leave it in the chat comments if you have comments questions. If there's something you're battling with, if you need a little prayer, we have prayer warriors that are on our morning, that are part of our morning motivation uh, crew. So go ahead and leave it in the comments below. Um, all right. So there was something that I want to, wanted to tell you guys. All right. So look, it says, here are a few questions to jog your memory to get started, right? When you're giving your testimony, what has God taught you about failure? What has God taught you about the lack of money? Ooh, God taught me about the lack of money that he will always provide. Hello, hallelujah, somebody. All right. <laughs> um, what has God taught me from pain or sorrow or depression? What has God taught me about waiting? Okay, because some of y'all are waiting for your blessing. God taught me with my house about waiting. Okay, what has God taught you about your illness or God taught you through illness? What has God taught you from disappointment? What has God what have I learned from my family, my church, my relationships, my small group and my crises? OK, or my critics, excuse me. So we, you everybody has a testimony. The whole point of today's conversation is use what God gave you and share your life's message. We are called to do that. It says God gives us different passions so that everything he wants done in the world will get done. So the way I do it will be different from the VH channel, will be different from She Amber, will be different from uh, Kiki, Nana, uh, who else we got here, from Percy, everybody else, from Corey, everybody has their own unique way and own passions. And that's how God divides his message through the world. Some people will do it through entertainment. Some people will do it through dance. Some people do it through music. Some people will do it through all different ways in, in, in aspects of life. Okay. So everybody has their own, their own way of doing things. It says never belittle someone else's godly passion. It is not our job to, to, to judge how somebody uses their ministry as long as it's done right. And if we are believers, right, if you ever see a, a, person that calls themselves a believer doing it wrong, not wrong, 
but uh, maybe being counterproductive in the way they do it, do it like people corrected me in a loving, respectful, and a gentle way. Hey, you know, I, I love what you're, I, I love what you're trying to do and I understand, but uh, you know, I feel that, and you give and give them a scripture too. You know, don't just like say your opinion, go do your research, give them a little scripture and then do it from a loving and kind place, a, a believer, somebody that's actually out, you know, trying to spread the good news. But if it's a non-believer, somebody, you know, maybe battling, you pray for them and you keep it moving and you share, you just keep sharing your testimonies. It says the good news is that when we trust God's grace to save us through what Jesus did, our sins are forgiven and we get a purpose of living. Uh, we get a purpose for living and we are promised a future home in heaven. So we are supposed to share the good news. We're supposed to share what God did for us and that we're supposed to tell people that if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you walk with him, then we get eternal life in heaven by good living here on earth. And it says, as long as you know one person who does not know Christ, you must keep praying for them, serving them in love and sharing the good news. So like I said, if you have friends that are non-believers, you ain't got to stop being their friends. You pray for them when you see an opportunity to share you share what God is doing to you and be a living example. And if they're not ready, it's cool. Keep praying for them. Keep serving. Don't put yourself in compromising positions to make to, to make you backslide. But you're not called to just like only have Christian friends. Like if people, everybody has different opportunities in the uh, different times in their lives. And real friends will understand your path. Real friends will understand why you can't hang out the way you used to hang out or drink the way you used to drink or smoke the Swede the way you used to smoke the Swede. OK, they will understand that, hey, my friend is changing. She's on a new path. And if they're really your friends and they really believe in God, they will want you to put God before any of their earthly desires. So don't ever if somebody's making you feel bad because you're changing and you're evolving and you're just outgrowing certain things because you're maturing in your faith. If they truly believe God, if they're truly believers or they're truly even if they're not like Christ believers, but if they're believers of God, they would want you to put God before any of their earthly desires or before the de desires of their heart. No one person should outweigh what God is calling you to do. Not your husband, not your, not your, and that's between you and God with your husband. I, ain't go, I can't even speak on marriage, child, but not, not your friends, your best friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. If you are being called to change, evolve and move closer to God in whatever space he has called you to do, no man should stand between that. No man or woman should stand between what God is calling you to do. All right. Ooh, y'all, it is a, it's some good words in this book, man. I'll tell you again, go ahead and grab your, uh, if you don't want to wait for the giveaway, grab your copy of A Purpose Driven Life in the comments below. Y'all get in a good Bible-based church. Uh, I sound like Joel Osteen. Get in a good church, <laughs> get in a good Bible, actually Bible-based church. Read your word. Y'all will get so much revel revelation, clarity, and peace when you read your Bible and it's okay if you're being convicted in this time, the conviction means God is working on your heart. All you got to do is repent, ask God for forgiveness, forgive yourself and move in, in, in a path that, that, uh, is just what God, you feel God has called and aligned you to move with. Okay. Um, Brittany, you said you met some morning motivators. I haven't met you yet. Yes, you have Percy. I, when I say I met y'all, I don't mean in person. I haven't met any of y'all in person, except for a few people I do know in real life. Like I know Destiny in real life. Um, 
And when I say real life, like I've met them in person and who else do I know on here that I've actually met face to face. But when I say I met y'all, like I've met you, I've talked to you one on one online. That's what I meant. <laughs> so I've met Norma. I've met she Amber. I've met. Um, let me see. Let me see. For whatever reason, either we've talked or had a conversation or whatever. They're like Melon and Honey. There's a lot of such a lady like there's people that I have met. Um on via online is what I mean. I think I met Nana. Like there's a few of you that I've spoken to one-on-one. -on -one. That's what I mean. Hey, Corey from H-Town. What side of Houston you from? Ow. What side of Houston you live on, Corey? <laughs> that's my old, that's my old city, man. I used to cut, speaking of some things God delivered me from, child. Church, uh, college and, we, we ain't gonna speak on, we ain't gonna speak on that. No, not in person, Percy. <laughs> maybe one day we'll have like a meet and greet or I'll have like there may be a church event that I'll invite y'all to or something like that. Um, yeah, uh, maybe that. But no, I have I've only met some people in person. Actual. Oh, and I met Elle. Well, I know Elle already and I've already known Destiny before I started Morning Motivation. So there's a few of you that I've actually met in real life. But a lot of y'all I've talked to me. That's meeting. I talk to y'all one on one via the Internet. It's still meeting. South side, ah, from the north side, north side. <laughs> it's all right, Corey. I won't hold that against you. I won't hold it against you that you from the south side. It's cool. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, yes, yeah, so every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, we go live here on the Morning Motivation. Same time, Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, not Saturday, Sunday, child. I get my rest. Um, but yes, absolutely. Every single weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern, we go live here on Morning Motivation. If you guys are watching on uh, on Instagram, join me on YouTube every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern and have enjoying the conversation. Get into the mix. Uh, I would love to have you here. I would love to be for you to be a part of our morning crew. For those of you who really rock with your girl, I appreciate it. For those of you who have put me into your morning routine, I appreciate it. Oh, yes, y'all. Have a great day. <laughs> uh, have a great day. I pray that you guys have a blessed one. For those of you who have to go to work, be good, be diligent, do everything in God's excellence because you are a representative of God, Jesus Christ. And if, even if your excellence is 75%, that's still excellent in God's eyes. All right. So I love you guys. Have a good, good, good day. Oh, cheers, the VH channel. Oh, I love that. Cheers. I love my, my Brits. I love y'all. I love y'all. Uh, have a great, great, great day. Uh, everybody from England, have a great afternoon. If you're watching from other parts of the world, good good night and have a great evening and uh, get some good sleep. In darling son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Y'all have a beautiful and blessed day, you guys. Bye, y'all.